You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right, we're back with the expansion series into episode two. This is my favorite. It really is my favorite because this expression part of it is pretty much everything that has to do with your body. Your body helps you express yourself. Like, try to imagine expressing yourself without things like movement or your voice or, yeah, I mean, that's about it, movement or your voice. Like, you wouldn't be able to express much of anything without the functions of your body. And especially with our appearance and the way we look, that offers so many opportunities for us to express ourselves. The beauty that you choose to offer the world is your version of self-expression. And that's why when you start to have expectations and standards around how you're supposed to look, you take away from the genuine expression that you want to offer that day. So if you have an expectation, so let me let me be more specific. I used to feel like I had to wear makeup every single day, that I had to have freshly washed hair, fresh face of makeup every single day in order to be me, in order to be Rebecca. But on the days that I didn't feel like wearing makeup, that I didn't want to have freshly washed hair, I felt like I couldn't offer that genuine expression because it didn't live up to the expectation that I had set in my mind and potentially in the minds of other people. That's why when people say things like, oh, you look tired today, or oh, like she really let herself go or something like that, it's like, oh, I didn't, my expression of myself didn't live up to the expectation that that person had of me. And now I feel like I've missed the mark. But here's the thing. When you expand your expression, you release, you let go of holding yourself to any expectations that other people have of you, that you have of yourself. You let that go. And the goal becomes genuine expression. This is how I feel today. This is how I want to look today. Sometimes that expression is a full face of makeup, freshly washed hair, a new outfit. Like sometimes that's what it is. Other times it's, I haven't washed my hair in a week. I'm slicking it back into a ponytail. I'm going to wear sweatpants and a, a sweatshirt and that's it. Like that, this is who I am today and that's okay. The more you allow yourself to genuinely express yourself and show up in the way that feels authentic, that feels real, a weird thing happens. You actually end up getting more compliments 
because you're more present in the moment. You're not resisting. You're not forcing. Because when I used to force myself to wear makeup every day, I would have this, this feeling of like resenting the fact that I have to put on makeup again today, that I have to do all this stuff to get ready and I have to shave my legs and I have to do this. It was this energy of, I don't like this, but I'm doing it anyway. And that's not attractive. <laughs> that's not attractive. That's not attractive to, to be around someone who is like, I don't want to be here, you know. I don't I don't want to look like this right now. I don't want to do this right now, but I'm I'm begrudgingly showing up. That's not uh that's not an an inviting energy to be around. But I've gotten more compliments with my hair slicked back in a sweatshirt when I'm feeling completely at peace, completely open, completely expressive than I have when I've forced myself to try to quote look good one day. It's it's actually very interesting when you start to really expand in these three areas of your body's purpose, enjoyment, expression, and spoiler, connection is the next one. But when we're talking about, like when I focus on expanding my genuine self-expression, I look at my body and I see where are areas that I feel obligated to show up a certain way? And how do I remove that obligation and have a real choice? I am choosing to show up this way rather than I feel like I have to show up this way. And that's what, that's what showing yourself is all about. Sometimes the way that you want to show yourself aligns with the cultural beauty standard. Sometimes it does. You don't want to get to a point where you specifically never wear makeup because, oh, I don't want to give in to the patriarchy and and makeup is a, a tool to control women. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm with you and all of that. But also sometimes makeup can be really fun. And I don't want to take that away from anybody. You can't sit there and tell these beauty bloggers that they are, you know, slaves to the patriarchy because they choose to express themselves through this art form that is makeup. It's amazing. It's great. And sometimes it's really fun. So I don't want to take that away from people. We can't live in a black and white world. There are, there are always uh, the context makes a difference. And the reason why is, is going to make the most difference. So if you are putting on a full face of makeup because you feel like you have to, I want you to take a look at your internalized misogyny <laughs> and ask yourself, why do I feel like I have to look this way? I don't have to do anything. But if you're doing it because you're like, I just got this new eyeshadow palette and I cannot wait to put some of this on my face and experiment and express myself through some of these different colors. That's amazing. Do that. But the the process of doing this can go can go very deep. And and that's every time you show up somewhere, every time you are, choose to show parts of your body or to hide parts of your body, it is a act of self-expression. And when you can authentically express yourself without the pressure from culture or other people or whatever, 
that is when you're going to have more confidence and you're going to be more comfortable and connected to your body. Now, there's a difference between feeling pressure to look a certain way and being influenced to look a certain way, being inspired to look a certain way. I get a lot of inspiration from what other people are wearing, how other people are doing things. It's not like everything is copying something else. Like there are, there are very, very few new and original ideas in the world. Like, like people have been around for a long time. We've been doing things for a long time. There's really nothing new under the sun, but the way that you put your own spin on it is your expression. The, the reason why you choose to wear that outfit this certain day is an act of self-expression. Even if you got the outfit inspiration from someone else, the time you choose to wear it is a form of self-expression because you're like, this is how I feel today. This is who I want to be today, okay? And a way that this really showed up for me was how I chose to show my body regarding body hair. So if you've seen a picture of me, which you have, if you've watched if you're watch, if you're listening to this podcast you have seen a picture of me because it is on the artwork i have dark hair and not dark skin i have a lighter skin but i do tan very easily so sometimes my skin is dark but when my skin is light and my hair is dark you've got some thick german root hair going on and my body hair is the same okay my underarms my legs uh everywhere. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. And so I would feel obligated to shave my legs all the time, to shave everything all the time, to get rid of this body hair, to always be managing and, and seeing like, oh my God, am I, are my legs prickly? Like, ah, what if some guy touches my leg and it's not smooth and then he thinks that I'm gross? This is what would go through my mind like 70% of the day. And I realized that it was this obligation that I felt as a woman that I had to have smooth skin all the time. But that's not natural. That's not a realistic expectation, especially for me, given my body hair situation. And I had to work through and find something that really worked for me to, to groom my body. Because, yeah. I love having smooth legs. I think that it it feels great. It is nice. But for me, that's just not a reality of something that I can have all the time. It's not. I've I've done waxing, I've done shaving, I've done I mean the the like chemical hair remo- removal stuff that just doesn't work. Um I've done it all and I had to get to a point where I felt okay in my skin, even if it wasn't smooth, even if you could very much see the dark leg hair that is growing back currently right now. I'm looking at it right now. And uh, it's quite a bit, you know, but that's me. That is my body. That is That is what is natural for my body. And I would rather respect my body's natural state of being than constantly live in opposition 
to what my body does naturally. It's a really hard battle to fight every single day. And I'm going to lose because guess what? There's no way for me to, to stop this, right? And yeah, maybe I could get like laser, laser hair removal and all that stuff. But really, it's like, again, am I going to spend the time and the money and the pain and all of that just to conform to a beauty standard? I don't know. I don't know. That's a philosophical decision that, that we all need to make for ourselves, to be honest. It is a philosophy that you have about your body. And right now, currently, my philosophy on my body is the way that my body naturally wants to show up is good enough. It is worthy of showing up in the world the way I came into the world, right? I don't need to fundamentally change any part of the way my body looks in order to be feminine, in order to be worthy, in order to be loved, in order to be my genuine, beautiful self, and in order to express myself. How much easier is it to express myself when I'm not fundamentally changing the way I look? Can I get an amen? Like that was, that was a word right there. That was good proud of myself for that one. And you know that I never have a script with these. This is all off the cuff. Um, so that was a good one. But that's that's what it was for me. I had to make that decision and to really think about it before I did anything drastic. And now, sometimes I'll let my leg hair grow out really long for a while. And that, that that's just how it is. Sometimes I'll wax it off. Sometimes I'll shave regularly. It's just whatever I want to do and however I want to show my skin because I've removed the expectation. Like, I don't care what people think of me. So I'll give you a little story. Um, I was in Seattle visiting my friend Ryan. And one of the days he was going to, because uh, he was starting residency. He's a doctor. He is a doctor. He was starting residency and he had something to do during the day. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to book myself a little pedicure. And that's a a great way to kill time in a city I'm not super familiar with. So I go to get a pedicure and I had not shaved my legs in uh, two months. Like my leg hair was a good quarter inch. Like it was, it was so long it wasn't even like prickly anymore. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I went in there and I was like, oh my gosh, like these, these people are going to have to like touch my feet and my legs. They're going to rub my legs and I am going to have hair on my legs. This is insane. What am I doing? And I had to kind of think about it and process and be like, okay, Rebecca, listen, they do this to men, right? Men get pedicures and they don't think twice about the leg hair on a man. So, If they're thinking twice about the leg hair on a woman, that's their problem, not yours, because a leg is a leg. I don't care if you have a Y chromosome or not. A leg is a leg. And if one leg is allowed to have hair, so is another. A leg is a leg. An armpit is an armpit, okay? Like, this is what... This is how I think about things. And this is the philosophy, again, of how I think about things and and how to disprove the 
the logic that culture uses to say, oh, women need to be like this and women need to show their skin only when it's smooth. Are we allowed to show our skin? And I'm just like, where is the logic in that? Where is the logic in that? There is no logic in that. If it's okay for men, it's okay for women. So that's the thing. And, you know, do I shave my legs sometimes? Yeah, because why not? And again, I'm totally on board with men shaving their legs if they want to, too. Like, like, do whatever you want to express yourself. I was in Beverly Hills and I was getting a manicure and I saw a, a guy in there also getting a manicure with nail polish and everything. And I was like, cool. Like, like, cool. Express yourself how you want to. All of these rules are made up that that women should have their their nails colored. Men can too if you want to. If you don't want to, that's also cool. I also think about this in terms of the length of my nails. So for a while, I felt like in order to fully express myself as a woman, I and be feminine, you know, I had to have long fingernails that are painted like pink or you know, some little dainty kind of color. And I realized though, I'm like, you know, I I work, I use my hands, I use my body for things. And it is not practical for me to have long fingernails because I do things like go rock climbing. I do things like play the violin. And you can't play the violin when you've got long fingernails. You can't go rock climbing when you've got long fingernails. You can't play volleyball when you've got long fingernails. So I had to make the choice. Am I going to put the function of my fingers over the form and the the look? Am I going to do form over function? Or am I going to do function over form? And I was like, you know what? I am not going to objectify myself and treat my body like an object. I'm going to use my body for things that I enjoy rather than sitting here as a pretty little thing for someone to look at and compliment. So I keep my nails short. And when I do put polish on them, you know, I just accept the fact that it it may not hold up very long. And that's okay because I'm making the choice right now at this stage of my life, I'm going to use my fingers for violin, rock climbing, and typing on my keyboard. But here's the beautiful thing about expanding in your expression. You get to change your mind. I think this is the biggest thing that people miss about confidence and self-exploration. You can change your mind. I might listen back to this podcast episode in a year and a half with long ass red fingernails and be like, huh, yep, I remember that. And both versions of me are correct because it all comes down to context. What are you using it for? Okay, then it makes sense that you do X, Y, Z. But if you want to use it for something else, it doesn't make sense to do X, Y, Z. You need to do A, B, C. But the thing that you're using it for, you get to decide. Which is why it's ridiculous when we compare our bodies to supermodels or to, well, I'll just call them Instagram models or actresses or whatever. Because it's like, it is this person's job to look like that. What is your job? 
Do you work in healthcare? Do you work in accounting? Do you work in what? What is your job? Because if your job isn't to look like that, you're going to spend your time differently than per- the person whose job it is to look like that. That just makes sense from like a logical allocating your time and energy perspective. That makes sense. So you need to make sure your expectations align with what you're planning to use something for, right? If you want a fast track to feeling more confident in your body in one afternoon, yes, I said it, one afternoon, register for the Showing Skin Workshop. This is an online virtual workshop that you can complete in one afternoon that teaches you to feel more confident in your body, whatever amount of skin you decide to show. Go to showingskinworkshop.com right now to register. That's showingskinworkshop.com. And I'll see you there. And the really fun part is that once you get this right, your moment-to-moment, day-to-day life starts to feel more like opportunities for creative expression rather than obligations to meet expectations. Now, when I go somewhere, I'm excited to be like, okay, how do I feel right now? What is inspiring me right now? Do I feel like colorful or do I feel more black and and like neutral? Do I feel bold or do I feel more subtle? And how can I create that visually with the way that I'm dressed, the way that I do my hair, the way that I do my makeup? And also, you take back the autonomy or independence or power, whatever word you like, you take back the autonomy and the sovereignty you have over your body. You are in control of your body and what you put on it, how you groom your body, how you present yourself. You are in control. You have responsibility. You don't have to meet the expectations that people have of your body. You don't have to. And that means for me, what that means a lot actually is not showing parts of my body. As someone who has been sexualized a lot in my life, one of the most empowering things for me was giving myself permission to cover my body, to not show it, to not let men look at me. And do I still get catcalled and do people still make rude comments at me and sexualize me? Yes. But at least I am like, 
All right. I chose to wear this for the reasons that I did. It was not to get attention. It was not to do this or to do that. And if someone's going to sexualize me, that's on them. But like, I, I wore this because I wanted to wear this, not because I felt like I had to. And the big thing for me was swimsuits, bikinis. I really like the look of a one-piece swimsuit. I think that it's sexy. I think that it is sleek. It's kind of retro and old school. Like, I don't know. I like that. Do I ever wear them? No, because I feel like I have to wear a bikini because I look good in a bikini. <laughs> you know, I do. People say that I look good and, and I, you know, I, I, I like the way that my body looks in a bikini, I guess. But it's also like, I feel like a more genuine expression of me and my personality and whatever would be like a Baywatch kind of red one piece swimsuit. That's more me. And do I own one of those? No. So I should probably get one. I should probably start wearing that because, because I want to. I think those are cute. And it's more comfortable. But I feel like because I have the type of body that people want, you know, for wearing a bikini, for the most part, you know, like my body isn't perfect, whatever, no one's is. But like, I feel like I have to wear a bikini because it's like, well, look at you, you know, you look so good. And yeah, but it's up to me. I still get to decide if I want to wear this. Like, just because I look good in something does not mean I have to wear it. And the same is true for you, for, for anything. Like, if you, if people say that you look really good in like low rise jeans or something, you do not have to wear low rise jeans just because people say you look good in them. Uh, I look great in high heels, but I'm not going to wear them all the time. I've also been told, here's another thing. Ugh. Okay. So, when I dated my ex, he was shorter than me. I am pretty sure he was shorter than me. I don't know. Maybe we were the same height. Maybe he was a little taller. I don't know. But I think that he was shorter than me. And so guess who didn't like it when I would wear high heels? My ex. Okay. So that suppressed my opportunity to express myself in the way that I want to dress. I don't want to wear high heels all the time, but I love wearing high heels sometimes. I lived in high heels in college because all of my speech tournaments, I had to wear a suit and heels and damn it if I didn't look good. Like it was amazing. But I was dating this guy and he, you know, I could tell that he was like insecure and he didn't want me. Like I was just like, okay, it would probably be better if I wore flats. And you know, I forgive myself for the decisions that I made at that point in my life. I should not have done that. Like, I I should have continued to dress exactly the way that I want to and express myself exactly the way that I want to because his preference does not trump my genuine expression of, of how I want to show up in the world. 
His preference is coming from his own insecurity, and he's projecting that insecurity onto me, basically telling me I'm too tall to be with someone like him, who is short. But height doesn't even matter anyway. But he was the one who was, you know, making it making it matter, right? So if you're a tall girl, keep wearing the heels if you like wearing heels. And if you're a short girl and you don't like wearing heels, don't wear them. Like, this is the thing. Wear what you like. Please wear what you like and ask yourself and think critically, why do I like this? Because some women will will say, you know, well, I wear the bombshell push-up bra because I like it. It's like, yeah, but why do you like it? (laughs) Is it comfortable? No. You like it because it, it helps support your, your breasts and you have, you know, back issues. Maybe. Okay. Closer. You're getting warmer. But if I were a betting person, which I'm not, I would bet that it's because you think it helps you fit more nicely into the cultural beauty standard. Am I right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. I've been thinking about this for five years. (laughs) But really, the bra thing, too, for me was an opportunity to really expand how I expressed myself physically, uh, visually, because for a long time, I felt like my boobs weren't big enough. I needed to wear a push-up bra to make it look like I had boobs. And I was really, I wasn't like cripplingly insecure about it, but I was definitely like, okay, this is something that uh, I am lacking in. And I finally changed, worked to change my mindset around that to really believe now that like my, my, there's nothing wrong with the size of my boobs. And the only reason I would ever think that is because of what other people say about boobs. (laughs) But what do I care what other people say? I don't. What is the function and the purpose um, to, to give milk to babies? Okay, well, I don't have a baby, so I don't really need that function or purpose. So I think they're fine. But I finally wore, uh, started wearing bralettes and little like lace kind of Lace, lacy bras. I, I rarely ever wear a bra now, which was also a big thing. Like cultural conditioning is so weird. Um, you know, we feel as women, like if you can see the outline of our natural boob, that's somehow inappropriate. But if it's like a smoothed out uh, bra cup, that's totally fine. And it's like, what the hell, man? That makes no sense. Like, it really makes no sense at all. Like, that that would be the same. Okay, hear me out. That would be the same if we thought for men it was totally normal for them to wear like a cup, right? Like a piece, a cup with a (laughs) bulging out in their pants, right? Smoothed, right? Rather than just like having some tight pants and kind of being able to a little bit see the outline of, you know, their situation. How ridiculous is that? If we normalized guys wearing like a cup all the time, it's the same thing. And it is ridiculous and it is stupid. 
Now, I completely understand the women on the other side of the the spectrum here that are like, hey, I've got like back issues because of the size of my boobs and it's whatever. Hey, totally hear you. You do your thing. It's different for me, right? I've been taught that like if if you can see the outline of my natural boob, that's somehow inappropriate and I need to smooth it out with, oh, a product that I can spend $90 on and I need like 26 of them in order to survive. Like, um, I don't think so. Like, I, I've figured out Victoria's secret and it's capitalism. Okay. Like, I'm, and I, you know, I, capitalism is great. Like, capitalism, it does a lot of good for the world. It obviously has its issues, but like, you have to be aware of when these things are so embedded in your subconscious, you don't even realize that the culture is forcing you to think that you need something and then, oh, by the way, here it is, buy it, and it's expensive, and you need multiple copies. Like, you don't. So when I finally stopped wearing a bra and finally allowed myself to just, like, exist in my body without all these, like, straps and and loops and cups and flattening this part and bulging that part – it helped it helped so much with me accepting how my body was naturally because i finally got to see what my body looked like naturally whereas before i never even knew because i was always manipulating it somehow and i remember you know it wasn't an easy process we'll do a quick little story time here i remember I was, this was when I had a house. I was living in my hometown with my boyfriend at the time. And I was painting the front door. I was working on a little project. I was painting the front door. I was in a tank top. Um, and someone had come up to the house and started talking with me. This guy was talking with me about um, about the house when I moved into the neighborhood, whatever. Okay. Nice, friendly, neighborly conversation. Uh, my boyfriend gets home and he's like, were you outside working like that? Uh, referencing my tank top and shorts in the Minnesota summer heat. And I looked at him and said, yes. And, and after I had told him about the story of this guy who had stopped by um, and, and, and chatted with me a little bit. And he's like, well... Uh, I know the only reason he stopped to talk to you is because you can basically see your boobs through that shirt. And I was like, excuse me. First of all, this shirt is dark blue. You can't see through anything. It's not even low cut. And how insulting for you to think that the only reason that someone would talk to me is because they're attracted to me physically. Like, goodbye. What? And he's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, can't you wear like a sports bra or something? Like, I can see like the outline of your boobs. And I was like, I don't care if you can see the outline of my boobs. There's nothing inherently sexual about boobs. It's just a part of the body that has been sexualized by culture. And I'm freaking hot standing outside, sweating my ass off, painting this door. No, I'm not going to wear a bra so that you're more comfortable with people looking at me. Body autonomy sovereignty over my body, the way that I want to be, to be comfortable and to be able to accomplish the task, right? The task was painting the door. 
That was the most comfortable I could be while accomplishing that task. That is how you powerfully show up and 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 show yourself expressing yourself in different situations without the expectations crippling you because it, uh, you know before i probably would have i would have been like oh i got to wear a sports bra and i got to wear this and i got to wear that because i don't want to you know show too much of this or be too much that and it's like i'm painting a door at my house like like the the there's nothing that I need to be doing in order to make sure that the way I look doesn't make someone else uncomfortable. So there's a lot that that we can unpack in in expressing yourself visually through your physical body. There's so many different ways through your your hair, your makeup, your your actual physical appearance, the the things that you choose to exercise if you want to have really, really strong arms or really, really strong legs or something like that. Like that's all tied and and connected together with how you want to express yourself, how you want to show up. And that's just visually, right? Like when we talk about expanding and expression, the way that you speak, the way that you walk, the way that you move, the way that you listen, the way you decorate your home, There's so much that you can do to expand your expression. And these are just a few ways specifically related to your body that you can start doing that in a confident way. And remember, like with this whole expansion series, this is something that you come back to over and over and over again because remember, it changes. You change. You're allowed to change. You should change if you're growing. You should be changing. And so you could come back to this episode in a month, in a year, in a decade and be like, yeah, the the way that I chose to express myself at that time was this way. And there are certain pieces of that that I have kept and held on to, but I'm changing a few of those things as well. And that's totally fine. As long as you have thought about why you're doing it, the philosophy lines up with the purpose, and it doesn't feel like an obligation that you have to deliver on in order to make other people happy. Right? Right? You with me? Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm excited to do the next episode in the series, expansion series, all about connection. So come on back for that one and I'll talk to you real soon, okay? Real soon. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.